This is Iron Mike Stedman, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of my show, Dog Whistle Branding. One of the benefits of having a platform like this is an opportunity to share it with my mentor and business coach, Bill Watkins, founder of the Lions Pride. On today's show, I asked Bill a personal question regarding Ironbound Media and what it takes to punch above our weight, which in my case means going from a six-figure agency to a seven and eventually eight-figure one. Having worked with multiple veteran entrepreneurs like myself who've gone on to bootstrap multi-million dollar businesses, Bill shares his five principles for punching above your weight. Now, before you hear from Bill and I, I need you to do something for me. Number one, I need you to subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes. Number two, I need you to give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify. I want to impact as many veteran entrepreneurs as possible with this platform. And by taking the time to leave us a review, you show other potential listeners that there's value in our show. All right, Gunny, you know what to do. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tech planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create, distribute, and grow branded podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load, Bill. What's going on? So good to be, see you again on uh, Dog Whistle Branding. Hey, I'm Mike. Always a good day when I see you on my calendar. Did I hear you were in San Francisco? What are you doing out there? That's right. I'm out here and uh, I'm actually podcasting from the airport, y'all. I'm headed to a, a mill vet startup conference um, mm. here in San Fran. So, you know, one of the things that I've just kind of learned over the last year is how much I enjoy serving and working with veteran entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to come out here and start to connect with some people um, that, you know, we've only been mainly connected online, but it's going to be a good time and I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're really good at that, Mike. And, you know, we're kindred spirits in that, you know, our, our military veterans served our country, uh, dep- whatever their branch of service was, and, and then they transitioned out and now they're serving our country in civilian life as entrepreneurs, small business owners, some go to, you know, corporate America, government service, uh, military contractor, things like that. But yours and my focus are on those startup entrepreneurs and those small business owners who are former vets. So they vet owned businesses or disabled vet owned businesses, whatever it is, we don't care. Whatever your branch of service was, we don't care. Beat Navy. Um, so let's get it going. At full transparency, y'all, I don't really go to networking events. The first thing I ever did that was big was uh, obviously Bunker Labs and then going to the live event, which is now that we call them the tactical advances. So, you know, that's a lot more intimate than uh, what I'm going to be experiencing out here. But uh, I'll have some good feedback for our listeners. 
Good, Mike. So, well, we'll 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 bookmark uh, that topic on what you learned out in San Francisco in one of our future podcasts. So I'm excited for today because I'm mm. I got a question for Bill, mm. and I think it's going to add a lot of value to those of you that are tuning in. Is how do we as small business owners and early stage founders punch above our weight? And what mm. I'm talking about is, you know, this year, you know, I did pretty good, hit six figures in Ironbound Media. And I've been texting Bill, you know, saying that I want to do, I would love to be a million dollar company or a million dollar plus company. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, until I joined the Lions Pride, I hadn't really seen it before. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen bootstrap founders start something right. and then make a big exit. And I was really intimidated at the first live event when people were standing up and they were talking about that they did a million dollars in revenue last year or 30 million or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've been part of Lions Pride now going on almost three years, I feel like I stuff is compounding. But in terms of actually, what are the steps it takes for an owner or founder like myself to get to that next level? Yeah, well, this is a great question. And whether you're starting, you know, at ground zero, and and you have no revenue, or whether you have like Mike, uh, you definitely have revenue. You just want more. I texted Mike, I think earlier in January, I said, let's get a million dollars this year. And I don't, I can't think of a reason why uh, Mike, you won't, you won't have a million dollars in revenue. Uh, but if you have $10 million in revenue, how do you get to 40? And I think this formula that I'm going to talk about is, is, is that for, is, is the definitive path. And so I, I want to encourage everybody to uh, take some notes. And Mike, I think the way I'd, I'd like to uh, do this is uh, uh, you've probably heard me share this, preach this since you first joined the Lions Pride. So I'll, I'll, I'll say something and maybe riff on it for a second. And then, and then I'd love you to share uh, your thoughts. Sounds so, good. There you go. I think the, the first thing now, if you've been listening to uh, this podcast, you you know uh, that we want to start uh, with your perfect customer who has a problem and you have a solution for that problem. You're energized and uniquely uh, you're energized to solve and you're uniquely capable of solving it. This then leads to what we call your brand playbook, your dog whistle brand, and then that leads to uh, revenue, which is through a customer activation cycle. So there's there's structure uh, to that, but it has to start out with your identifying who that perfect customer is. What is it you want to do? And then this is what I want to. Uh, we've talked on that a zillion times, so I don't think we need to necessarily repeat that, Mike, unless you want to. But then that needs to move into what we call or what I call a one-page business plan, not a 50-page business plan, not a plan that a venture capitalist in Silicon Valley would give you an A-plus on. I'm talking about a one-page business plan that you can tuck in your pocket and that you use every freaking day with Mike, when you when you were a Marine, and I just saw that article in Muscle and Fitness, by the way, Mike, very impressive. Holy crap. I was like reading that. I was going like, I know this guy. He's my favorite. So um, you never went out on a mission, I bet, as a Marine without a mission plan. True? False. Correct. Yep. And that mission plan, uh, you know, talked about the mission objective – 
talked about all the inputs to that mission. And I bet it also talked about what it what if the shit hits the fan? What are our contingencies? True, false. Correct. Why, Mike, do military veterans who are startup entrepreneurs or small business owners think that that was good in the military, but I don't need it in civilian life? I think a couple things. One, we're not taught, and which is why we're doing this podcast, is we're not taught how to translate a lot of the lessons we learned in the military into being entrepreneurs. And it's one of the reasons I'm a big proponent of languaging. You know, I love Jim Collins. I'm always talking about him and fire bullets and cannonballs, things like that. Well, mm-hmm. in the military, we learn fragos. You know, we learn operational orders. We, yep. learn, we learn bracketing and movement to contact and all these different terms, right? But for whatever reason, rather than leveraging all the knowledge and insight that we've learned and developed as veterans, we just think we have to start from scratch as we transition to business. Mm. So wrong. So wrong. And as, as a matter of fact, the reason that I'm so energized to connect with and activate and serve military veteran entrepreneurs and business owners is because exactly that they had that training that they can then uh, carry over into their civilian career, their new civilian career, their company ownership that, um, you know, you don't get uh, outside the military. Now, I want to say something. Are military veterans better than a Harvard grad? No. Are they different? Yes. And so what I want to encourage our listeners to do is to embrace, not ignore, the differences you accumulated through your military expertise and experience. All right, Mike. So this is the five P's. First P, plan. A one-page business plan. It's one page. Is it easy? No. That's why it's a one page. It's hard. It's totally worth it, though. Um, Number two, Mike, is people. Uh, Dan Sullivan wrote a great book called Who Not How. A little teeny short book. You can download it from his website at strategiccoach.com. Uh, Dan is an awesome, probably trained more business, small business people and entrepreneurs than anyone that I know of. I could say in history, but I, I, I may not know everybody. But um, you, we, we call it A player recruiting and hiring. We need to get our Super Bowl team. If we say in our plan that we're going to win the Super Bowl in five years, then who are the players we need to recruit? All right. Now, here's what I want to say, and then I'm going to punt to you, Mike. The first person that you need to get really dialed in is you. And how do you do that? By getting sniper-rifled self-awareness. And uh, I recommend a couple of assessments. I'll give them to you really quick. Colby with a K, K K-O-L-B-E, Alpha. Gallup String Finder, the 34, the full version. Uh, Sally Hogshead's Fascination Advantage. Uh, Mark uh, Winters' uh, Crystallizer, used to be called Rocket Fuel. And I want you to read the book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. Once you have this self-awareness, you now know what you're built to do, You now know what should be on your calendar and your to-do list. And here's the important part. You know who to hire. So if you're the quarterback, you better put on a good offensive line. 
If you're the offensive lineman, then you better have a damn good quarterback and you better know which, which position on the field you play. That reminds me of a quote I had heard just recently about if you want to go to the Super Bowl, recruit a team of people who've already been. Ah. And you're right. Um, you're right. And I'll tell you, you know, I just talked about how a lot of the stuff we learn in the military, you know, we don't try to leverage it in the civilian world, particularly around business. I was also guilty of that with team because of I just was, you know, I transitioned out of military. I ran a boys home for three years, 70 teenage boys. You know, um, I had been an infantry officer in the Marines, had just constantly, constantly, constantly been responsible for other people. And I mm. think deep down I was kind of dreading it when I thought about scaling up. But I will tell you, after the success we've had this year with Ironbound Media and me being able to bring on more team members like CJ and mm -hmm. uh, uh, my producer, head of audio engineering, uh, Kristen and Erica, like I'm actually really enjoying leading them. And yeah. so you're right. It's like um, getting back to the basics, the stuff we've already learned and getting the right people and telling myself, you know, that I don't have to do everything. No, that I should focus on who do I need in order to fill that job. Not only Mike is the is the lexicon, I I don't have to do everything. It's that I shouldn't do everything. I was I was riffing on LinkedIn uh, on on some uh, conversations that we were having, and um, one um, one uh, entrepreneur was saying something like, "Well, it's lonely." And I was like, right back, I was firing back. You're choosing to be lonely. You're choosing to do it all. Okay. When I started my first business, if the toilets needed to be scrubbed, guess who did it? I didn't have anybody else to do it. But I said to myself, as I was scrubbing toilets, I, I'm not above scrubbing toilets. Okay. That's not why I, I, I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to find a way to hire that person, okay, cleaning crew maybe, so that I can work in my zone of genius. And Mike, there's no nobility in being alone. There's no nobility in doing it alone or doing it all. That is the mark of a rookie. You do, you know, you 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 see these uh, uh, these uh, street corner musicians that have, you know, like ten instruments. All right. They don't play in Carnegie Hall because putting the the 10 musicians on stage in Carnegie Hall is a way better uh, performance than what you get out of a street corner musician. They are magical. All right. So it is magical that you can do it all. It's just that you'll do it a hell of a lot better, a hell of a lot faster and a hell of a lot easier when you have a team. All right, Mike, once you have that team. You now need to delegate power. When, when you, you will lose your A players if all you do is run around and do it all, even though they're there, or if they have to check in with you on everything, or the, or, or 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 or, but 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 they won't do it like me, precisely. So you create a job scorecard. And on that job scorecard are key responsibility areas, key performance indicators of success in those responsibility areas. And then, Mike, you delegate authority through decision-making authority levels. It's funny because I was just texting with CJ about this last night. She's here on the call, so I'm picking on her. 
She's head of audio engineering here at Ironbound Media. So she handles all the audio and everything. And we had an issue with some of our software. And I wanted to make a decision of, hey, I think we should use this software. CJ sent me a message and said, Mike, I'd be more comfortable using this. I feel like it's better, et cetera, et cetera. And I was so proud and thankful, you know? And I definitely Mm. don't want to step on anybody's toes. But for me, Mm. it was just that sense of like somebody really stepping up and taking pride in their craft. And then now it was on me of empowering her to make the decision that's best for us instead of, you know, hey, I got all the answers figured out. Because you're right. I don't think that energizes people to have somebody standing over their shoulder or to give them this title with no real responsibility around it. Your your A players will not tolerate that. If 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 you're the offensive coach and all during practice, all you do is run out, put your quarterback on the bench and say, hey, just watch me do it. And 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 then come the big game, your quarterback is not ready. And and you you feel great. You know, you showed them how to do it. But your quarterback is not learning. Your quarterback needs to get out there and play. And you need to help that quarterback play. And you need to learn how to be a coach, be a leader, not always be a doer. And so that's the power aspect of our of our five P's, Mike. And there's a lot of people who are not good at this, who are founders of companies or they buy a company, they acquire a company or whatever. I call those visionaries. Okay. The complementary, what you'll learn from the crystallizer assessment is your visionary score and your integrator score. I'm a, I think I'm in the 90s on visionary and I'm in the 50s on integrator. My COO, Samantha, is a 90 integrator and probably a 40 visionary. We can dance really well together. So what what you need to now do is not be the systems and process person. You need to hire the system and process person because you're the shortcut person. You're bad at systems and processes. You're great at shortcuts and just getting shit done. You love duct tape, but you don't like to build the machine. And the trouble with not building the machine is there's leaks in the boat all over the place. There's mistakes. Your people, like I was just communicating with uh, somebody I, I bought something from or something. And that poor customer service agent, all our call just had to say, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Watkins. That isn't the experience we want with our customers. Oh my gosh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Poor lady. I said, ma'am, I'm going to shoot straight with you here. You have some lousy executives leading your company. I'm sorry you have to work there. If this is indicative of the performance you're giving to customers like us, you don't want to run a company like that, but you will if you don't give the baton to somebody to create process. Process amplifies performance and minimizes mistakes. That's why I'm doing this podcast, you know, because this is my zone of genius, creating content, podcasting, writing, sharing my thoughts. And if you guys were in the Lions Pride Slack, you would have seen me yesterday just talking about how much I enjoy my EA Kristen. She's probably listening. And it's just because of that, Bill. It's the idea of somebody taking what's in my head and helping create these systems. And so then I go to our little project management tool. Right now we're using Notion. And stuff is just moving so smoothly. And I was just like, I was doing it a terrible way before. You know, I was inefficient. It's not the best use of my time. 
And we're just like, you're just smooth operators now. So you're spot on around that. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is going to cap it off. Last P. Accomplish the damn mission. Performance. Performance is what we're looking for. We don't want try hard. We don't want the best of intentions. I screwed something up the other day with somebody on my team. I could have entered the conversation. Well, it's not what I intended. Well, of course it isn't, but it is the result that I delivered. I just said, I'm sorry, I screwed up. And so what we are doing is we are tracking performance daily, weekly, quarterly, and we're tracking that against what we call company health and company progress. Company health is, you know, is the airplane okay? Where's the fuel gauge say? And company progress is, is the airplane moving towards the destination? You know, what's our ground speed? What's our GPS location? And so you're always tracking your company's progress and in building things or initiating things or whatever. And then while you're doing that, you're making sure that the human body is still breathing. I'm I'm so focused on my cholesterol that I'm forgetting to breathe. I don't think that ever happens. So company health, company progress. Now, what happens when we have good company performance meets or exceeds expectations? We just move on. Not, see, that's the trouble is we don't celebrate. We don't add a boy, add a girl. We don't stop and say, Wow, that was amazing, everybody. Here we go. Give it up for CJ. She's awesome. Go, girl. Get more of it, right? So so, um, we celebrate. We make those moments, whether it's individual, company, or team. Aha, but here we go. What happens if performance does not meet expectations? We don't mention it because we might hurt their feelings. Not. It's right there on the scoreboard. It's a tool we look at with our team. If you missed your block, you missed your block. Does that make you a bad human? No. But are we going to ignore it? Absolutely not. What I want to see, Mike, what you want to see on your team, number one, because of the job scorecard, because you hired A players, your team members take ownership, and from that ownership comes the responsibility to deliver. We are a performance organization. We're not a church. We're not a charity. We're here to deliver points on the board and win games. You missed your block. Yes, I did. I want to apologize to the team for that. We could have had that field goal. I don't know what I was thinking, but I want to get better. Hey, could I work with you? Uh, because I'm, I'm not good at this particular block. Sure. I'll be glad to help you. That's called Kaizen, constant and never-ending improvement. We don't get hurt feelings. We get better. And so in the, the, the fifth P, which is measuring performance, we are not a family. Like everybody comes to the Thanksgiving table in a family, right? It doesn't matter how they're performing in life. We love on them. They're blood. But we are not a family. We are a company and we are a team. And teams perform and our individual team members perform. And so we must put together the plan. 
the people, give them power, and set up the processes, and then we measure performance. Mike. I got a couple questions. Number one, performance also starts with self. So yep. you're starting out. How are you keeping yourself accountable? In the early days of the Lions Pride and all your different ventures, you know, it it, it started with you. And so who did you have to, to make you, you know, perform? And then my no. second thing is going uh-huh. back to what we said before about the integrator. Is the integrator the person that should be setting up and managing the scoreboard and tracking the performance? Uh, we'll talk about the last one first, uh, cause then you're gonna, you're gonna hear me roll transparently on, on, uh, your first question. Absolutely. Your integrator is the one who sets up the scoreboard, helps you set up the KPIs. Now you have input in that. Okay. But your integrator is the one that's collecting the data, um, not necessarily motivating and inspiring the team, but but there are they're the glue that that holds that team together. So absolutely, Mike, they're the ones that manage the meetings. They're the ones that manage the scoreboard. They're the ones that you know do that. All right, let's talk about Bill. Well, Mike, let's talk about Bill now and Bill back when I was Superman, which was around between ages say twenty and maybe forty. I'm a tad bit older than that now, pushing 68. So back in that day, Mike, nobody held me accountable. Nobody. I wouldn't let people hold me accountable because I I walked on water. Oh, 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 Jim Schultz. Let me finish that thought, Mike, and then we'll pivot over to Jim Schultz. So, Mike, um, what I learned was that – not holding, not having people in my life that could hold me accountable was the hard, slow way. So bring it on. I finally broke through and realized that running as Superman or a lone wolf was not the optimal way. And so, Mike, now I my own metrics go up on our company scoreboard. They can call me out. I have uh, coaches that that I speak to. And, and of course, you know that I let, you've met Donna, you, you know that Donna speaks truth to me. We've known each other since high school. And so when she speaks, I damn well listen and I don't make excuses and I don't pretend like, you know, I took out the garbage when I didn't. So in recapping, Bill, mm. you're saying that these five principles yes. will allow a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to this show get to that next level. Totally. It'll get them to launch. Uh, it will get them, uh, you know, from a hundred thousand to a million. It'll get them from a million to ten, and it'll get them from ten to fifty. As long as you and you will get better at these principles, they will they will be just like anything you've learned. Like when you were in boot camp, Mike, did you did you execute everything perfectly the first time? Nope. When you got in the boxing ring, Mike, did you execute every punch? Every move, every duck, every jab perfectly the first time? No, it comes from experience. And so what you've got to do, though, is, Mike, you learn the fundamentals of a, of a I don't know, a jab, jab, right cross combination. And then you practice and you practice. So you've got to learn these 5P fundamentals. And then you got to just start where you are. What I appreciate about the stuff you teach, Bill, is that I feel like this stuff is very like foundational. 
So like mm-hmm. even with me and marketing and Brandon, right? We were on with uh, Eric Bakey yesterday yep. and he was talking about Ogilvy on marketing or Ogilvy on mm-hmm. advertising, you know, yep. and the stuff that survives the test of time instead of like the newest blog post or, you know, product led growth and all this other stuff. So, yep. and you're not the only person that have said these kind of, these kind of mm-hmm. frameworks, Jed Richards, the same one, you know, Richards construction group crushing it, you know, people processes, you know, performance, the same stuff. And so for our listeners, I've, I've done so many of these incubators and accelerator programs, you know, I've read everything. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff out there that's hype and Mm. this is the real stuff that's going to make progress. And so one of the things I'm excited about, you know, I've been holding on to this because I was like, I can't wait to ask Bill this question because I want to punch above my weight. Mm. So selfishly, I was asking for me, but I'm also going to be able to take this kind of content here and repurpose it into some kind of blog post or a newsletter uh, for our listeners and let this be, you know, the lead measure, you know, to get to where we all are trying to go. Exactly. Mike, you know, um, incubators and, 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 um, there's a lot of great programs out there with a lot of great information, but information unimplemented is not valuable. So sometimes hopefully not our listeners and our podcasts, we listen to things, but we don't do things. I want you to do it. So if you wrote down those five P's and you have a question, write Mike, write me. We want to help you because the only thing that Mike and I are living for is your progress. You sitting in a seat, nodding your head, but going home and being the same business person that you were when you first sat in the seat, that's not okay. So let's launch. Or if we've launched, let's get our first 10 customers. If we've got 10, let's get 100. If we got 100, let's get a million. So Mike, it needs to be simple because simple is tough. Remember Steve Jobs, uh, the greatest measure of complexity is simplicity or something like that, right? Yep. And, and, and so what we want you to do is to grab these simple concepts and they're so simple that we want you to just execute on them. That's all. You don't need to have, uh, listen, MBAs are great. I don't have one. Uh, and, I, and I think they're awesome. A lot of our cohort members have MBAs, Mike. But in small business, all we what we need to do is to, to execute and just follow some proven guidance that you're getting here from a proven entrepreneur, Iron Mike, and then go. And then reach out to us or reach out to your, your fellow entrepreneurs as long as they know what they're talking about and, uh, and execute. Man, Bill, I appreciate it. You know, this is why I have the success I have. I always yep. try to tell people to change since I joined the Lions Pride. Um, and I got nothing but positive things to say, man. So it's an honor to be on the show with you. I appreciate those words of encouragement and that knowledge. And uh, for everyone that's tuning in, make sure you connect with Bill and I on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. also subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter. And we would love you to join the Lions Pride. I'm telling you, it's the real deal. This is not hype. These are real entrepreneurs that are getting after it. No sales gimmicky stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, you it's got to be on you to take that big leap. And uh, yep. there's people in there that will support and help you to get the most out of it. So till next time, peace, love, have a great rest of your week. 
Mike, have a great trip to San Francisco and make sure you, uh, you uh, share some of your wisdom out there. Uh, Roger that. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. 